Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And welcome back. We have a audio. We have audio of benching and bullshitting. Uh, we haven't done this in a little while. We knew that uh, the month of July was going to be epically fucking busy, and it was. Uh, I don't think we were home a single weekend all of July, including this past weekend. So uh, it's been crazy, but we're getting back to normalcy, and uh, we're going to go ahead and go live on the IG while we answer questions, talk about some new equipment I got here sitting next to me, and uh, most importantly, like I said, I like to get the information out there uh, talk to people, uh, talk, answering questions is the biggest thing when I go live on these Instagrams, uh, spreading as much of the knowledge that I have to others, and uh, we already got some people hopping on, that's fantastic, so those of you that are hopping on here, just know, uh, this is being recorded for YouTube, this is benching and bullshitting, I'm not sure what episode it is yet, 14 or 15, something like that, so uh, we'll just come on here, and uh, like I said, I've got some uh, equipment, some new stuff here I want to talk about, and uh, uh, other things, so we'll go ahead and get started. Uh, I'll talk about the workout for the weekend before we go any further. I always like to kind of get that out of the way. <laughs> Church time, it says. Um, so we're going to get that out of the way. Um, I'm on my new rotation right now, and uh, for those of you that are on the Patreon have seen exactly what my plan is. What's going on, Matt? And uh, I posted on there full explanation of this ro rotation. What's up, Mike? Owen? <laughs> Love you too, Owen. <laughs> Hope you're having a good trip. What's going on, Thomas? Lots of people hopping on. Okay. So um, so basically, this week is week two. What's up, Timmer? And uh, we're on, this is my double ply week. So still two days a week benching, and I'm on double ply. So that means this weekend specifically... I was in my two-ply F8, uh, the same two-ply F8. I went down and uh, uh, won the WPO Bench Bash with. So it's this little, this guy right here. This is my two-ply F8. Skiba's Jim need your help. Oh, no. What's up? So this is my two-ply F8. It was a stock F8 until uh, I sent it to Rob Farrell. I had him shorten the sleeves. That's why it's got the, uh, the, the cuffs on there because he had them shortened a little bit and then he put the uh, he put the neck on there as well I love I love my two-ply f8 uh, for those of you notice how small that chest is this is a size 50 and just in case nobody believes me because like oh I, I usually surprise people how um, how small I wear my equipment but this is in fact okay a size 50 right there um, I and again I love I love this shirt. Uh, the last time I wore it was at the WPO Bench Bash uh, for cash down in Florida. That was at the middle of March, end of March almost. Listening while deadlifting right now. Cool, guys. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks for being here. I appreciate it. Uh, once I get the workout out of the way, uh, I'll start taking questions and things. I do have a few things I want to talk about. But, um, so anyway, use the 2-ply F8 uh, in Florida. And when I went down there, I only got my opener bench of 1,140 pounds. Um, so I, I was actually planning on benching upwards of like 1,200 pounds. But the, and I, I don't like making excuses or anything, so I'm not going to bore you too much. Uh, I just drank a weight gain shake as well, so I apologize. Um, so anyway, um, the bench, and Bob Merck confirmed this for me, the bench we were benching on had a pad that was 14 and a half inches tall, like from the ground to the top of the pad, 14 and a half inches. That is unheard of low to the ground. I've never bent on a pad that low. Um, so that was a extraordinarily large disadvantage to me, but I still benched 1140 and won it. So that was in March. Now we're at five months from now. And uh, I got back in this thing, haven't used it since March. 
my best triple, and uh, when I do my double ply rotation, it's it's triples. So when I the last triple I did was about the week or two before the WPO bench bash, and I hit 1,100 pounds. Now I was trying to touch, couldn't touch. I was probably about a one board height, so I 1,100 pounds. And then yesterday we benched. I did three triples off the one board, actual one board, uh, 1,025, 1,075. 11.45. Huge, really very significant PR for me. Um, so week two of my new rotation is a raging success. And uh, I saw that I had a quite a few views on that on Patreon. I appreciate you guys uh, for tuning in and uh, watching the progress. I'm really happy about that. So two, uh, double ply week is now over. I'm getting into the triple now. So that'll be that'll be the next step. So uh, it was a fantastic weekend. I was very happy with it. And Paul on here, Paul Stein, handed off on the side. He stepped up to the plate. I needed him. And he that was the most weight Paul has handed off on the side uh, ever <laughs> by like 145 pounds. So thank you, Paul. You did excellent. Um, really proud of you, bud. So now I'll just answer some questions before I get to the other things I have uh, sitting right here beside me on the couch. Schema's Gym says... Trying to come back after tricep rupture, both shoulders redone. Holy shit. That is, that is insane. I hope at least you're not planning on uh, benching raw after doing all that. Yikes. Jesus Christ. I'm going to, I stopped the, I stopped the scrolling so I could catch up and uh, get all the questions looked at here. Oh, Patrick says, Mary Gearbolt says, hi. Oh, it's, it's Mary Gear now because you guys got married. Had a kid. If I'm not mistaken, good for you guys. Good to go. Hope she's doing well. Hope she's getting the fuck out soon. Thomas says, what's the difference between a one and two and maybe three ply F8? Because I know you talked about differences in layers before. Or maybe that was the F8 compared to Super Katanas and their thickness. So, um, no, they're, the only difference between them is uh, the layers. Now, if you're talking stock and everything... Uh, the cuts are the same. The collars are the same. I only get these uh, after I'll call them <laughs> I'll call them aftermarket collars uh, from Rob. He does that himself. Otherwise, they come with those kind of that that squared off collar, that stock collar. Now, what I do have sitting right here is in fact a single ply F8. So, I just got this from Anderson Powerlifting last week. Now, this does not have uh, really a kind of like a, a scoop collar or even like a, a stock kind of squared off collar. This is just straight across, see? And it also has a closed back, but I took a pair of scissors to it and uh, chopped it open myself. Boom, there you go. Now this single ply F8, let me see. They don't have like sizes like 50, 52, 53. They have small, medium, large XL. This is an XL. Um, I could have probably gone down to a large but I'm not going to compete with this thing. Uh, this is purely uh, in my rotation as my single ply shirt on my single ply week. So very basic construction. As you can see, it doesn't have the uh, the neoprene covering on it. It's just the band material. It got some extra reinforced uh, stitching right there. So that's kind of cool. Uh, very thin. Very, very thin. But uh, nice piece. And uh, it's just... Specifically designed for the Texas High School Powerlifting Association right there. Uh, but yeah, Rob, I mean, there's never a skimp on quality. So really and truly, the differences are just in the thickness. The designs are almost um, exactly the same. Jay Rupo, oh, what's up? Rupo's on here. Oh, Tiffany. Yay, Paul. <laughs> Let's see. Uh... Dan Kelly, 36, are you doing another bench critique vid? Yes, um, I need to get videos sent in to me. So if anybody on here is interested, I'm trying to do a bench critique video this week. So if you have bench videos that you would like to be, uh, to be on my YouTube channel on a critique video, please DM them to me. Just putting that out there. I, I, meant to, I was going to make a post about it or a story about it. But I'll just say it on here since I got quite a few people. Um, if you are interested and you want me to critique your bench for YouTube, please DM me. Please excuse me. 
when I crack a cold one here. <sighs> Chill, dude, it's just water. <laughs> kind of sustainable, right? So it's not, not plastic. All right, cool. So we got Joel Hicks on here. Let's go. Do you ever get pain in your side delts slash bicep when in the F8 from having your hands pushed out to the rings? No, I don't. Now, the thing when you're getting your hands pushed out, uh, if you're getting pain in your side delt, that probably tells me you might be like aiding in that process. Like you're actually trying to actually force your hand out at the same time. Don't do that. These shirts are too radical and extreme. What you have to do is just hang on for the ride. Grab the bar, let your head spotter push your hand out. Don't try to help. Just let him, just let him do it. That, that's going to make all the difference. Uh, you have to fight to keep your shoulder blades back because all that material wants to pull your shoulders forward. So fight to keep this back. That's all you have to worry about. Worry about your hands being, you know, smooth on the bar because you want your skin all bunched up. So get your hands set, stay pinched, and then do not worry about your hands getting out to the rings. You let him do that or whoever's spotting you, you they do all that work. That is not your job. Let's see here. Timmer, for handing off benches, should you push on the elbows or wrists to help someone get their grip? I, depends on the person. Uh, whenever I, I'm spotting like my buddy Brian, he has a, he, he just got his first band shirt. Uh, I actually grab his wrist and then his elbow uh, at the same time. Me, uh, I do, I prefer just to have my wrist pushed out. Just, they just grab my wrist and they just push my wrist out. It just really depends on the person's preference uh, as to which one you would do. Tim McCain. What's up, Tim? Have you tried out the single ply after cutting it? I think that would be a good option for me to get on and off. Um, I haven't, yeah, I actually, I put it on the first time without cutting it. And I really didn't like it. It was very tough. So I just, like I said, I just took a pair of scissors, cut it right down the middle, not all the way, but I gave it a V cut right there. So it's still like mostly attached. Uh, that That's gonna really ease the process. But again, I'm not gonna compete with this thing. This is purely uh, a training tool for me uh, in my new uh, rotation. So there we go. Triple X, hey, hey, what's up? Yep, let's see. Catching up here. Okay. After a rotator cuff surgery, how long does it take to get back? That is not a question for me. I have not ever had rotator cuff injuries or surgery. Uh, that's going to definitely just be a uh, question for your physician. I wish I could give you like personal experience with that, but I, I have not had that problem. So I, I don't want to tell you six weeks or eight weeks or three months or six months because I don't want you to fuck yourself up. So... Please consult your physician. Uh, make sure your body is ready to go and that thing's completely healed. And you can slowly get back into it. That's that's not a question for myself. Prime Optimus, what's up? Hey brother, when you take a heavy hand off and the bar wobbles a little bit, what could the weakness be when the bar wobbles? Uh, more specific, do you mean wobble... Like in your hands like this, or do you mean like wobble back and forth? Because I'm not sure uh, what, I'm not sure if it's a weakness, but like I need to know which way, what you're talking about. Ken Hampe, how many ply you're wearing for I keep pushing the heavy weight? I'm rotating right now. I compete with four ply, but I, I train with one, two, three, and four, and sometimes even like four plus. <laughs> Let's see. Sam, what's on? Sam's on here. Overall thoughts on the American Pro. Oh boy, this is a. I was wondering if we were gonna have somebody talk about this. Let's see. Um, and I'll get right back to you, Prime Optimus. There. Uh, after I get this, uh, American Pro. Everybody wants to know. Uh, I'm getting a lot of questions actually, like in person, because the American Pro was right in Manassas, uh, 30 minutes from my house. So, American Pro. Uh, let's see. I was only there day one. We were there day one because we were there to support Amber. Uh, day two, like, no offense to anybody, and Sam, this is not personal at all, but I had to bench. So I, <laughs> I couldn't skip my bench day. 
uh, to show up for day two. That's why I wasn't there. Because um, I have this rotation, I have a meet coming up, hopefully in November. I mean, it's not, it's tentative if I do it or not. So day one, let's see. Um, very inconsistent judging from what we could see, especially on squat. Sorry, it's got to stay hydrated. So uh, we were seeing really deep squats. We were seeing shallow squats uh, getting passed. We were seeing, oh, the thing, oh boy, the spotters would not let anybody grind out a lift. That was hard to watch. Somebody was coming up. I saw a lot. I mean, it was very rare. There was, almost, there was only like three or four guys, maybe, that I saw. Um, at least, uh, well, let's see. Okay, I, I guess I'm talking about the, the, the heaviest flight. Um, any squat, that, I saw a shitload of 800 plus squats. I saw a couple of nines and a, few, a couple of thousands. So, but when somebody was coming up with a really heavy squat and they started to like struggle and grind. The bar didn't go down, the bar didn't even stop. But they started to grind and struggle and shake. Uh, one spotter on one side would touch the weight, like take it out of panic. And then they'd do one of these motions. Oh, they would not, they took so many people's squats from them, I would have been pissed if I was a competitor and I was grinding out a squat and the spotters took it. I would, I would want that lift back. I'd be like, you touch the bar they, nobody said take it. You did it purely out of, oh shit, like you're nervous. I want another attempt. So that was that was shit. The judging was horribly inconsistent. Uh, deep squats getting two whites and a red. Mile high squats getting all three whites. Uh, deep squats getting two reds and a white. You know, failing. It, it was in, it was insanely in, inconsistent judging. And the spotter situation was ass. For some reason, the WRPF does not allow uh, safety straps to be on their monoliths, which is absolutely fucking stupid, you know. Um, the only way I would feel absolutely safe in that situation is if I had the full set initiative spotters on the platform spotting me. But uh, no. Then the bench. Um, not too bad. I saw some guy. I saw one guy dump it on his fucking belly, and the spotters weren't even there to catch it. They just slipped right out of their hands. And I about get up on that stage. I was sitting right there in the VIP section. I almost shot. I shot up, and I was like, I was about to step onto that stage and yell at him, spot correctly, you know, like this, not like this. So one one guy dumped a bench. I think one guy hurt a shoulder or tore a pack or something. Um, I, I only watched, I was there for Amber. I didn't get to watch the whole thing. Once Amber was done, we pretty much hightailed it out of there. I didn't see any of the super heavy deadlifts or anything like that. Um, so I just hope that, um, this weight gain, I just hope that it comes back next year, better, stronger, uh, whatever. I, I think they're, they're doing a good thing, trying to get the sport more exposure Am I a fan of the whole making it look like an MMA thing with the red carpet and the press conference and the, uh, no, I mean, and dude, the music and the announcers, it was so fucking loud. I had to, I only have one good ear left. This one, I wasn't hurting. My left ear was really hurting. So I left, went down to Home Depot and bought ear pro, a whole box of ear pro. And brought it back to give to, to everybody at our table because it was just unbearably loud. They had music blaring and the guy on the mic was like, motherfucker, motherfucker, motherfucker this, motherfucker that. That was, it was just, dude, just, oh, I, I don't know. Um, a, you know, it, it was a raw meat. I don't really care for raw meats. I was there to support Amber. Um, I would have been there for Sam the second day, but like I said, I was, I was, I had to bench. I, I'm not. I gotta be selfish once in a while. It's nothing personal. Um, so, I mean, and Dan Grigsby, you know, he's, he's a good friend of mine. I didn't get to watch him either. So, I don't know. Um, I'm not a big I'm not a big fan of Raw, so I can't really say like too much about it. But it was it was cool. I mean, there were lights and the music and the fog. Don't do the fog machine, man. That's that shit's stupid. 
I, I don't I don't like the fog idea. I want I want clear I want clear eyes. I don't know. So <laughs> I ranted for a second. So okay, let's see here. We got Optimus. We got okay. The bar is wobbling side to side. So I don't think that's necessarily a weakness. If it's a single person handoff, uh, I think it could be just he is wobbling it or he's has his hands on the bar uh, off center if it's a three person handoff that means with the bars wobbling side to side that means one guy on the side is letting go earlier than the other guy that's what's happening your your side spotters have to be absolutely in sync with each other and know exactly when to let go of that bar like let go or like let go they have to do it at the exact same time <clears throat> let's see American ch Pro Chat, let's go. Let's see. What are you doing for back this week, Mike asks. Um, let's see. Well, I, I did some block pulls today, pretty heavy, which is it was more of a lower body kind of sissy, uh, kind of a all around day, kind of sissy foo foo, a little bit of shoulders, biceps, you know. Um, for back, I'll probably just do like you know bodybuilding stuff, some pull downs, T bar rows. High shrugs, probably. I love high shrugs on the SSB. Um, stuff like that is normal stuff, bodybuilder stuff. Barracuda Bart, IPA in York in November. Yes, that's the uh, that's the one I'm talking about. I'm thinking about doing that one. That will give me three to four full rotations of my new structured program that I made myself. So we'll see. I might, I might do that one. Jay Rupo. APF is a spotter that's on the platform. It's not your own spotter. Such that the bar, you get another go. That's how it should be. But uh, boy, I saw so many. I saw so many squats taken from these poor guys. I would have been livid. I would have been. I would have been oh, popping gaskets if I was grinding out a squat. And there were a lot of like records that were set. I mean, the rightly so or not whatever it's 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 raw i don't fucking care um but it, like if someone was grinding out a big squat and they took it i would be fucking furious <laughs> trust me thomas says deadlift judging was also ass very friendly towards some who totally should have gotten red lighted and vice versa yeah the the, the running joke yeah tiffany said it was too loud <laughs> yeah like blasting music mm -hmm. it was ridiculous <laughs> see all right um where was it? oh it see the running joke amongst like everybody at the meet was the the lifters that had like the higher online uh presence the the ones that had the the highest uh instagram following were getting like favorable judging and the ones who were like less known were getting like shittier judging that was like Ironically, it seemed to match up, but it was like going around the room and around the VIP area and back in the warm-up area. It was like this whole thing that like those with high Instagram numbers were like getting better judging calls and stuff. So because that matters these days, you know. Cody, what's up, buddy? And we're dead. Fire, we're caught up. Good, 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 good. We're, we're caught up at the bottom. Thomas says, how about making an ABCs for triceps like you did for back? Ooh, boy. Well, the thing with the the ABCs, what Thomas is referring to is ABCs. I made a, or Katie helped me, really. It was her idea. A through Z, and each letter is a different back movement. And once a week or twice a week, I would spell out a word, she would spell out a word, or somebody on Patreon would spell out a word, about six to seven letters. And I would just take that word and do the back workout according to the movements that were in that word, you know. So... But the thing with ABCs for triceps, doing like even four or five or six movements for triceps is just like too much. Um, I keep my triceps down to like one to two specific movements per workout. So I think that might be just a little bit too much. But it's a good idea. I like the idea though. So uh, what else do I have next to me here? I showed you the single ply F8 and I showed you the Double ply F8. Um, I'll show you this. <laughs> Look at that shit. 
So, uh, as you all know, I've been having issues with my uh, forearms, and I decided to be a man <laughs> and start cupping. So, based on suggestions from uh, friends of mine, and uh, I went on Amazon and I bought this kit right here for 36 fucking dollars, a cupping kit. And what a fucking life changer, like getting a CPAP for the first time. So it's a nice kit, dude. Uh, 17 cups plus the pump right there. And these are the type that you just, you don't use the flame. You literally just put the pump on there and this little nipple right there. You put it on there, pump it, and then you take the pump off and you can cup. And it's been making a goddamn difference. Holy shit. I feel like a new man. Forearm hickeys, yeah. Um, I do it about twice a week. I wait until the the marks go away. And then I, uh, there's another one right there. Once the marks go away, I do it again. And, um, no, what, like, what a fucking investment, dude. Like, 36 bucks for, like, all this off Amazon. I mean... Whether you're a fan of Amazon or not, I mean, if they have good shit, I'll buy it if it's, <laughs> if it's cheap. So, um, yeah, really, really cool. Uh, comes in a nice little case like that. So, yeah, I'm very, very, very happy that we made that move. And I can just do it myself. Leave them on there for about five, ten. I do it for about ten minutes and just pop them off and do it. My forearms feel just fantastic. Sorry guys, just gotta stay hydrated here. Uh, anyway, so that that's just like game changing. I've been doing like, you know, when you when you scrape or you massage, it's it's working the muscle always on the same plane, this way, this way. So when you cup it, it's pulling the muscle in a completely new direction, up and out, you know, up and out. And uh, I mean, I benched this weekend. Granted, it was only 11.45. It wasn't like 14. But, like, I have no pain at all. I'll tell you, the week after Erie, when I benched 1,200, which is my 11th 1,000-pound competitive bench. Super happy about that. Um, when I, after I benched 12, I mean, I came home, and I was benching on, like, Wednesday with, like, 550 and just, nor like, lightweight. And my forearms were just on fire. And I tried. I was benching that following Saturday. Actually, it was Sunday because I was at a meet all day. I was judging an RPS meet in Pennsylvania, fourteen-hour day. That sucked. <laughs> Christ. And uh, I came on a bench on Sunday. And I was just in so much fucking pain. And then this showed up at my door on Monday, and I cupped. And son of a bitch. Um, by that Wednesday, so I did it on Monday all day Tuesday. When I went to bench Wednesday, I mean, no pain. No pain at all. Uh, I, I, unbelievable what that's done for the soft tissue. And now, more specifically, I have a lot of pain that runs on the inside of my forearm. So just tonight, I did here and then right on top right there where it hurts the most. So I think, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I, think, I think it works. I think it works just fine. What do we got here? We got, uh, let's see. Oh, I see what you mean, Thomas. Then take four-letter words. Bars, red, blue, plate colors, matte, spot. I don't know. Oh, no. Good idea, though. Cody Plum says, is the red katana material any different? No, it should not be any different. I've only had black katanas. I've had one or two blue katanas. It's just, it's just the dye. It's just the dyeing process. Now, if you were if you were talking about Evil Twin, I would tell you, to like, for example that the silver material stay the fuck away from that because from what I understood the dyeing process to make the material silver actually weakened it so that's like a situation where in fact the material is kind of different because it's weaker no red katana is no different than black and no different than blue um, I just don't personally like colors I like monochromatic obviously white black you know white black so um, no that's no no different. Anyway, so um, last piece I have over here that I've been using on the old uh, forearms to aid in recovery, which is constant maintenance. Constant maintenance, dude. It's been ever since 
see. No, it's been happening for years, but ever since February, where we got the 12 and 13 officially, um, I, I've just been doing constant maintenance on these fucking forearms. And the last thing I have that's been working wonders, and I've shown this once before, I can't remember how long ago it was, um, Jericho, my chiropractic friend, gave me this uh, kit. Uh, this also came from Amazon. I didn't order this, but he did. There are these, uh, these are actually meant for legs, but he works on myself. He was working on Amber when she was around, Alfredo Abara, and uh, World's Strongest Man competitor Bobby Thompson, who lives down in Fredericksburg, uh, two towns below us. And uh, he gave us uh, these. These are leg cuffs that are connected with tubes to this thing, and it provides compression and heat. And there's two of them, so it's got two tubes. Uh, again, these are meant for legs, but he bought these leg ones for our arms because we have larger arms than normal. So these two things here, one on each forearm, and like I said, you put it on there, you can have different settings, you have different heat settings, and it'll, it'll compress your arm as well as adding heat. So you have compression plus heat in this rotating cycle. And th this shit is, <laughs> that's, this is awesome too. I mean, uh, uh, like I said, in, in the world of this, this the, these heavy fucking bench numbers, um, it, it's been constant, just a constant headache trying to keep my forearms in check. And sometimes they, they aren't in check, and I say, fuck it anyway, and I just keep pushing through it, and they get worse. I do it to myself. Anyway, Cody says, I got gifted a red katana today, so I am... Gonna give it a shot. Can't be any worse than my Rage X. Oh, it, it won't be anything like that Rage X. The Rage, that Rage X, uh, it's, it's an Inzer product, so it's a piece of shit. <laughs> um, gifted it. Uh, is it uh, is it fairly new? Is it uh, is it broken in? Is it brand new? Who knows? Um, I think it'll be it'll fit you good. Absolutely. Uh, I, until somebody. And a single ply shirt benches more than 1,120 pounds. Uh, I can say, take it to the bank, that the Titan Super Katana is the greatest single ply shirt ever made. Because I have, I, I have that record in a Super Katana. So uh, you got a really good shirt there. Big Dog, how much do you press raw? 700, 800. I bench zero raw. I bench a can of corn raw. That's how many fucks I give about Raw. So anyway, um, what we got next? But uh, questions, please. I I'm here to answer questions. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll just keep running my mouth until we get some questions going. But uh, competing-wise, yeah, that's going to be that's up in the air. Um, we have been traveling and competing and traveling ever since February. We have not fucking slowed down. And it is driving me nuts. Oh, Prime Optimus. Take care, brother. Hope to see you in November. The 19th is my birthday. And the 20th, I'm competing. Well, that's awesome. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. I don't know about November. I'm going to be there for sure because my buddy Brian wants to compete there. So I'll be there regardless. But if I do it or not, I don't know. I need time to train. I can't. The only reason I've been competing so much is because all the meets I've done this year, all four meets I've done this year have been money meets. I, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a fucking sport that pays, you know, it's hard to rub two nickels together anymore. Um, so the chance to win money doing this shit, I, I can't pass that up. But, I, you know, competing and then waiting a month and competing and then waiting a month and competing, you can't build anything in, in that, that idle time between those meets. I need a good three, four month period of just training and eating and sleeping and taking CPAP naps and drinking my weight gain shakes. Uh, oh, Christ, see, weight gain shakes to uh, get to the next level. So I have to just, November's up in the air. I it's, There's a chance I'll do it. I'll have to see how my rotation goes, this new rotation I'm doing. If, see, if it goes well, then we'll we'll think about it. If not, I have options in December, and I'm already pretty uh, uh, I, I'm pretty committed to a meet for a friend uh, in February. So we'll just have to see. Let's see. Cody says it's old, but I was told it hadn't been used very much. Okay, 
Good. I'll just put it on and try it, dude. Uh, I know those shirts pretty damn well. Uh, Titan Katanas, I love those shirts. Well, I, I love and hate them because they're fucking asshole shirts. <laughs> uh, be prepared for pain on the back of your arm. That torque seam will, will slice you open. I, I promise you that, but just it's worth it. Very worth it. Ray Puff, um, how many meats is too many in a year, in your opinion? Ooh, definitely 12. Like a, a meat a month is way too much. I've done four meats in seven months. That's a lot. I, th I, I think the perfect number is probably between two and four in a year. Because, like I said, you just... If you compete every month or you compete every other month or every couple months, you don't have time to build anything. You're just maintaining what you have. Now, there's a, there's a difference if, say, you're, you're just adding more and more and more layers to your shirt or, you know, whatever, and you're just testing out the material and you're going heavier. That's different. But if you're trying to actually build more strength, you need, like, a three- to four-month stretch. In a month's time, you can maintain what you have, but you can't build much. Jay Rupo, ever have any pain from claw grip, bicep, elbow, etc.? I have had no pain with that grip. Uh, some people complain about bicep. I think Brian has bicep problems when he does it. But as far as elbow, shoulders, pecs, I haven't had anything like that at all. So me personally, I've not had any issues with it, no. Let's see. Thomas says, hypothetically, I'm not using a shirt regularly yet. If I'm not using a shirt regularly yet or not yet proficient in it, okay. Which other piece would you recommend next to a supercharged RAM and why, of course? Uh, the only other ones I can really recommend would be like the uh, Widowmaker, uh, made by Rob Farrell, sold by Anderson Powerlifting. Uh, that's a really nice piece, very simple construction. The supercharged ram is like three pieces. It's the flat chest and then the two arms sewn on the ends. The Widowmaker is just a loop design that's sewn in the middle. Very, 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 very simple. Very strong. So uh, that's what I would go with. They have double loop and single loop. Notice I didn't say single ply, double ply because each loop goes across the chest twice. So you take a double loop Widowmaker and hold it up and look at the middle, you have four layers going across your chest. That's why I refer to it as a double loop or a single loop, not single ply, double ply. Cody says the shirt came from France. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Sweet. Let's see. That's awesome. Is that that chick that was like helping you out in your garage? It was like an IPF competitor? I wonder if it came from her or somebody that was associated with her. Yeah, CPAP. That's right. <laughs> It's sitting right there. Our bed is in our living room, so I'm staring at our bed right now. Uh, and Thomas says, especially considering I don't have a solid team yet to help with shirt craft. Yeah, that's that's a necessity. You have to have a solid team or at least a group of three guys who can help you and know what the fuck they're doing. At least three, if not four or five. Raypuff says, have you ever tried something similar to standard for a vertical diet for weight gain? No, I've just... I started gaining weight when I stopped paying attention to protein intake and I started paying attention to calories and carbs. So once I got on the weight gainers, I was on the MHP XXXL 1350 weight gainer for a while. It's completely out of stock everywhere. I don't know fucking why. Bodybuilding.com doesn't have it. MHP site doesn't have it. So that's fucked. The next favorite to that is the BSN uh, True Mass. I think it's called True Mass. I can't see it from here. Uh, it's the Red Containers BSN. I love their weight gainer. It's fucking delicious. Um, so once I started increasing my calories, at least a full serving of weight gainer per day, if not a serving and a half. So if I do a full serving of the BSN weight gainer, it's an extra 1,400 calories per day. If I do a serving and a half, that's 2,100 extra calories per day. Three shakes a day. One in the morning, one in the afternoon, before my workout, and then one in the evening before I go to bed. Um, I'm trying to take in more calories than I'm burning. And that's what brought my weight up. I'm actually trying to gain more weight right now, so <laughs> we'll see how that goes. <clears throat> Jerry Coughlin, interesting question. Thoughts on using DMSO for rehabbing injuries? 
Well, it burns. It's pretty effective. It'll make your breath smell like fucking rotten shit. So just be, if you have a significant other or people at the gym or friends, I would use that shit when you're at home alone and don't go around anybody because it'll make your breath stink horrible. It is ugh, terrible shit. PTSD with my wife because uh, <laughs> I, I put some on me after a long workout. I fell asleep and we napped together and I breathed in her face and uh, she's never recovered from that. So be very prepared for the, the DMSO breath. One word of caution with DMSO, when you use it, you have to be, it's almost like you have to be completely fucking sterile. DMSO is more of a transporter. So if you put it on your arm and you have ink or chemicals or anything on your arm, it'll take that shit and it'll, it'll draw it into your body. So that's why when Scott Mendelson, he sent me his little concoction of DMSO and uh, some sort of a boxing liniment to mix together, uh, that, that yellow liniment, he mixes it together. Um, he says, don't wear, he says, wash your body, like wash your arms with soap and water, dry them off, take your shirt off, put it on your body where you want and just sit there. Don't touch nothing. Don't, don't put your shirt on. It'll actually draw the ink out of your shirt and pull it into your body and poison you. So be very, very cautious when you use it. Um, it, it can be harmful if you don't do it correctly. After about five to 10 minutes, then you're safe. You can put your shirt back on, you can touch stuff. Just use, use it with caution. I don't use it very often because I just don't like the breath thing. And two, it's just kinda, I have other things I'm, I'm more focused on right now. <laughs> now you are considered natty if you use a CPAP. Best bed, period, yes. <laughs> yep. Yep, it was her. Okay, I thought it was Cody. <laughs> Let's see. Barracuda Bart, I've been doing more floated doubles and triples in my F8. How often do you think I should mix in singles? Usually trade in my t shirt two weeks on, one off. I have enough guys to hand off and spot. I, I mean, hey, singles is what we compete in. We compete for the heaviest single lift. And singles allow you to handle the most weight. So keep doing, I would, floated doubles. Uh, I would, I would, triples are okay, but doubles are great and singles are great. So I would actually do doubles and singles, not triples and doubles. So maybe do a workout where you do like two or three doubles followed by like a top end single or something like that. But singles are what we train for. So I would throw those in there from time to time. Jerry Copeland, garlic breath. Yes. <laughs> Severe garlic breath. And uh, if Thomas says, anyway, you were really on point with my video pressing too quickly towards my face. Okay. Yeah, I think that's exactly what the diagnosis was, Thomas, for sure. With play left in the tank, so thanks for, my, for the help and advice. Well, I, I, I'm glad I could bring some value to you. I'm, I'm glad I could help. Stitch. <laughs> Keith Stitch. Anything over three is cardio. Yeah, it's cardio to do anything over three reps. Uh, I was doing a little bit of that shit from time to time. Uh, like the 800 for 20 reps I did, and the floor press, the 800 for 10, and the, and the other things. That was more uh, testers for me. I do testers every three to four months with a specific weight, either 7, 8, 9, or 1,000 pounds with a designated specific piece. If that reps, if my reps go up from my PR, that's good. If I match it, that's okay. If it goes down, that means my training is going in the wrong direction. Lob sword. I was stuck at 145 on a bench for a couple months now. What do you suggest to get 140 or 155? Well, if you've been stuck for two months, I would change everything that you're doing. Uh, whatever you're doing is not working. Just a harsh reality. I had to do the same thing for myself. I've been training the same way for about the last two and a half, three years, and it's worked. Uh, it's brought me all 11 of my 1,000-pound competitive benches. But it's not working anymore. So I had to change, I had to scrap everything I was doing and fucking roll it up and fucking throw it in the trash and change everything. So you're probably, it's called the law of accommodation. Uh, I don't know how old you are or whatever, but, um, you know, if you, if you've, you've accommodated to your training, your body, you get to the gym, you start doing the same fucking shit over and over again. Your body's like, you know, when it's time to go home. I've done this shit so many fucking times now. I'm used to it. I don't want to. I'm not going to respond anymore. I'm, I, I want to go home. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> now, if you go in there, you do something completely different. 
your body's going to be like, whoa, fuck, what are you doing to me? What the fuck is this? It'll, it'll respond to that. You have to change up your training. Let's see. Unracking seems to be difficult, but I like it after that. Okay, okay, cool. Um, yeah, I think we're talking about, what are we talking about here, Ray Puff? We're talking about band shirt. What we, I don't know what we're talking about here. I'm scrolling. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Let's see here. Thomas, anything above three is indeed cardio, yes. But getting them higher ups is learning and learning the SRAM and not taking any risks with the weights. Yes, absolutely. High reps have their place. I'm not saying they don't. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of high reps. I'm a high, high rep guy. I'm a fan of volume. I think it all has its place. Yes. Cody Plum, I'd like to use the Katana on August 27th, but it might be my epitome of pushing my... Might be the epitome of pushing my arm. Might be the epitome of pushing my arm. I don't know what you... What do you mean? Well, August 27th, that's only like... Oh, shit, man. That's only like four weeks. Right? Yeah. Um, If it's... Well, you're just going to have to get at it and see, Cody. I don't know. I, I'll tell you what. Um, The one thing you need to do for sure... And I, I'm not going to talk about your injury. I'm not going to get into that too much. Um, but I was thinking about how that happened. All right? So if you are going to touch here... Let's just say this is your touch point right here. Um, and the bar is here when you hand out. You hand out and the bar is here. And you have to take a curve. I'm going to turn sideways. Sorry, guys. Okay. If you... Let's see. This is better. Okay. You're going to touch here. When you get your hand off, the bar is here. You basically have to take a curved path to touch that point. So if you're trying to take that curved path to touch that point, and you're trying to tuck, look what happens to my arm. See how it's going backwards? That's why that could happen. So if I'm gonna touch here, you gotta take the weight all the way out directly above that touch point, so all you have to do is go straight down. So if you're above your touch point and you tuck, your form is going to remain in a stacked position and not back like this. This is what causes bad juju here. So just make sure, again, find where your touch point is and bring that bar directly over your touch point so that all you have to do is go straight down to the touch point. Um, don't start here and then curve down to the touch point. Get that bar all the way out um, <clears throat> because you're just going to have to be more mindful coming off of what, what happened um, from this point forward, you're gonna have to, you have to keep your joints, you have to keep your bones perfectly stacked on the way down. If you start leaning backwards like that, that's what's gonna cause that shearing force. So make sure that you're paying attention to that. Um, but if it's, a, if it's a somewhat used katana, I'd say the first workout, uh, wet the chest, don't wet the sleeves, that, that just makes the sleeves moves and feels really funky. Wet the chest a little bit with some warm water and just play with it with some weight. See what it goes. See how close you can get to touching. Um, in four weeks, you might be able to get a weight down. Um, it's just, I don't, I don't know how tight the shirt is or how it fits you. Uh, and I think you're going to a USPA meet uh, and benching in a shirt. That's going to, oh boy, USPA and shirts don't, <laughs> don't mix very well. They really don't. Oh, sorry. All right, so um, I went down that rabbit hole for a second. Let's see here. <clears throat> Zad, what do you recommend for a weak bench for the bottom portion of the bench? Okay, if somebody's having issues in the bottom, like off the chest, I usually would say your upper back is weak or your upper back is just not tight enough. It's not involved enough. So I would say you have to work on your upper back strength, your volume, and also learning how to incorporate upper back while you're benching. I wouldn't say it's chest or shoulders. That's old bodybuilding dumb shit. Doesn't make any fucking sense. I think it's your upper back. 
Let's see, Cody says, I plan on using mid-fours to try it out. It's not all that tight. Okay, so you just you just benched 409 uh, raw at that USPA meet this past weekend, or past, yeah, yesterday. Uh, so I would start at like four plates. Put the shirt on, start at four plates. Even, even before that, put the shirt on and go three plates. And just get kind of get the feel for it. And then go to four plates, because you, you know you can handle that, that's fine. Go to four plates, see how it feels, do a couple of reps, floating reps with it. And then maybe go to four and a quarter, four plates and 25 or so. So just, you know, just play with it slowly and work up in weight slow. Zan also says, I lose tightness sometimes in my upper back. Any tips for that? Well, just, you, have to, you have to isometrically contract your back the whole time. Before the bar even leaves the rack, you should be squeezing your shoulder blades together and contracting every back muscle in your back the whole lift. When you get up off the bench, your back is actually cramping. That's how tight and strong you need to be contracting your back muscles. If you're not doing that, you're not benching correctly. Cody says, I'm hyper-focused on staying stacked. Good. That is going to be even more important now than it was before, given uh, uh, the situation. So... Um, yeah, just please, please stay focused on that. And plus, if you think about it, instead of taking a curved path down to your touch point, if you come out and just go straight down, it's actually a shorter distance than a curved path. See the difference there? So bring it out directly above your touch point and go straight down. It's going to save energy, save a lot of oxygen on the way down, and you'll, your bench will go up. And then you'll, you'll also... Stay safe, yes. Zen the Piston says, Mr. Kolb, good evening. Well, good evening to you. And Zad says, okay, gotcha. Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. Um, anyhow, so we'll just keep talking for a minute. I don't want to stay on here for too damn long and, and waste all y'all's time. So we'll wrap this thing up here in about five to ten minutes. Um, if we have any more questions, please drop them in, and I'll, and I'll get to those for sure. So anyway, um... I think we are planning on making a trip up to Rob Farrell's gym in Shippenville, Pennsylvania. It's about a, oh, it's about a five-hour drive from where we're at right now, Northern Virginia. Oh, and speaking of Northern Virginia, we are not moving to Ohio. We are not moving to Ohio. We are staying in Virginia for one more year. Actually, one more year from October. So, um, so there's that. We just it's a financial decision. The housing market is absolute fucking dog shit right now. We can't find anywhere to live. We're not going to go up there and rent. We're not going to, certainly not going to go up there and rent the exact same amount that we're renting right now. So, uh, fuck that. So we're just going to stay here. We're, we're, we're in Virginia for one more year, actually 14 months. So super happy about that. But, uh, yes, we are going to go to Rob's, uh, next month, hopefully uh, August 20th. We're planning on making a trip up there to go visit the man himself. And, uh, Get some bench stuff in, and I'm going to bring up a couple of shirts with him and get them modified and worked on and get a couple of things worked out and tweaked and stuff like that. So super excited about going up to see Rob himself. Let's see. Zen the Piston says, out here deadlifting like a full power scrub. Uh, that does, um, hmm. Well, that sounds exciting. I hope you're enjoying it, whatever, whatever you're doing. Let's see. Thomas says, every chance you get, do lives around 12 to 2 p.m. local time. Do Oh, do lives. Okay. Around 12 a.m. to 2 p.m. local time would be better times for many of your Europe, Russia, and Australia followers. Well, if, if they're willing to hop on, I'll, I'll certainly. 12 a.m. to 2 p.m. 12. So midnight to 2. Okay. Um, yeah, normally, I don't, I don't, I guess I don't think about the bigger picture. I always just think about, like, you know, our time here on the East Coast, but, uh, yeah, that'd be cool. Um, yeah, I can do that sometime. Let's see. Just wondered what's your pref preferred point on contact with the bar, nipple height, belly, or person. Yeah, it really has a lot to do with your leverage. Uh, for me, so you got your uh, sternum right here at the very base of your sternum. You have the xiphoid process, a little uh, bony protrusion. I touch way below that. I'm actually on the mid upper abs. But that's what works for me, my arm length, and my leverages. So 
that's how that's what I teach. I teach benching low. I'm, I don't like benching up here on the chest, especially for the heavy weights. I think benching low is better. Uh, again, it's, it just comes down to uh, person to person. Jerry Copeland says, pin presses for weak lockout, sets and reps recommendations. Yeah, uh, well, pin lockout, pin presses, no. Pin extensions, pin lockouts. Uh, don't call them presses. If you press, you're not going to get anything out of it. You need to extend off the pin, so make sure you're extending. Uh, I don't like doing super heavy low reps. I like doing super heavy high reps. You can take really heavy weight and do it for high reps because it's such a limited range of motion movement. Uh, I like wearing a piece when I do it, and then I just extend off the pins for sets of 15 to 20 reps. And, and your, your triceps will cramp very, very, very quickly. Yeah, it's 1.32 a.m. here in the UK. Oh, Jesus Christ, that sucks. Well, I mean, uh, if I have enough demand from uh, my friends uh, about across the pond and down in Australia and stuff, I'll certainly do lives uh, before 2 p.m. I would love to do that for you guys. I just, I just have to know that there's a demand for it, that there's enough people that would want to hop on. I'd be more than happy to do that, absolutely. Let's see. Let's see. Right now it's 1.30 to 3.30. Ooh, Jesus Christ. Same for Russia and like 11 a.m. for Australia. It is. I'll do it. Uh, like I said, I just need to know that there's enough people that want me to do that for them, and I will do that, absolutely. I could probably do that maybe... Well, shit, I don't know. It'd have to be maybe Sunday morning. I go to the gym at noon on Sundays. So I'd have to do it like Sunday morning and then Sunday evenings. Normally I'd go on here Saturday evenings after bench, but I, I just couldn't make it in. Uh, I was I was uh, a little whooped after yesterday, so let's see. Just thought of touching high and angled sleeve shirt makes me cringe. Yeah, it's, uh, don't, I, uh, 1010 do not recommend doing that shit. Absolutely not. There is, bud. Love watching your stuff. Cool. Well, uh, uh, so that I'll, maybe I'll make an announcement or a post or a story about it. Uh, maybe Sunday mornings at like 9 or 10 o'clock in the morning our time. Uh, I could do a live uh, for y'all that are overseas. We'll make some polls. Worth a try. Yeah, I'll, I'll try it. Yeah, no problem. So, I am approaching the hour mark, so I will probably just uh, go ahead and call this thing here in just a second. Let me see here. Let's take a quick screenshot. There you go. Okay. All right, guys. So, um, anyway, uh, that's all I have for you tonight. Um, let's see. What, that paraplegic bench groove. <laughs> oh, Keith. <laughs> You're looking very good on the bench, by the way. Your 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 shirt work is coming along uh, very well. I'm really happy to see that. And I props to you for having one of the worst disadvantages when it comes to bench, with no lower body engagement whatsoever. I mean, it really that that's that's really truly uh, inspiring to see you uh, be so dedicated and do that shit the way you do. So that's really awesome. All right, guys, so yeah, let's go ahead and end it right there. It's a good time. It's been about an hour. Um, this will go up on YouTube. This is benching and bullshitting, like I said. Yep, you're welcome, man. Uh, we'll come back on here next Saturday evening, in the evening about 8 to 9, a, or 9, 9 p.m., 8 to 9 p.m., and then uh, we will try the Sunday thing, uh, maybe 8 or 9 in the morning, for those of you that are overseas, uh, if I can get enough engagement. So we'll try that. So... Uh, all right, guys, uh, please, yeah, uh, I, I love giving out the info for real. Uh, thank you all for joining me here tonight. I will let you all go. Please enjoy the rest of your evening or for you overseas. <laughs> Sorry for keeping you up so late. Uh, we'll try this different next week. I'll make an announcement about it. So have a good rest of your night, have a good rest of your evening, and we'll see everybody later. All right, that's all we have for today. If you have questions, comments, suggestions, email us. The Colbstrong at gmail.com include Power Podcast as the email title. Please subscribe and review this podcast if you haven't already. This helps us grow and we appreciate all the feedback. You can follow for more content on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and all of those are at the same username at Colbstrong. If you'd like to send me a video of your bench for critique, some helpful tips, 
then go to our YouTube channel and you can just email me your video at theculpstrong at gmail.com. Check out my website, culpstrong.com, for bench programs, seminar applications, merch, events, and more. And last but not least, we have a nonprofit that we founded to help financially support young powerlifters, the Colbstrong Scholarship. Would be really cool if you could check that out, share, donate, help us help the next generation of lifters. Just go to colbstrongscholarship.com or follow us on Instagram at Scholarship. That's it. Thanks for listening. And remember, our motto is never enough. Just because someone says you've reached the top doesn't mean you're done. You are the only one that can set your limitations. Have a great day.